Hello, and welcome to the Outlier Podcast, the podcast for everyone who's interested in building better homes. My name is Sandra, and I am hosting this podcast with Anthony, the founder and lead designer at Outlier Studio, who is passionate about creating beautiful and high-performing homes. Together, we sit down once a month to chat with industry experts and to answer your questions about high-performance homes. We want to educate Australians about the possibilities of energy-efficient design and to change the way we build houses today. We hope you join us on that journey. All right, last episode of the year. This is going to be an interesting one because it allows us to reflect a little bit on what the last year, this year still, 2022, has happened for us. Um, and we'll also want to look a little bit into the future and see what new changes we'll have to deal with come next year. Um, but yeah, it's a little bit of a reflection episode for both of us, Anthony. Um, we did have a big year. Um, I kind of remember at the start of the year, we decided to launch our research department. So focusing on um, building science a little bit more. That was quite exciting. Um, yeah, it's headed by you and by uh, Brad Brett, um, our employee who's yeah taking care of a lot of the blower door testings and stuff can you uh, talk a little bit yeah. about what it is that you do with the research department yeah so the research uh, department was about I suppose the instigator for that was we really wanted to make sure that we were providing as-built verifications on our designs um, and working with builders to help educate them on how to improve air tightness in the home uh, and also, yeah, just overall um, checking that the energy rating is being verified um, is what was assessed theoretically. So that's what kind of was instigated it. And then we were really fortunate to get a um, assistance from the local council, um, had a grant scheme. And with that grant scheme and combined with um, some of our, our own funds, we were able to acquire a blower door and a, and a thermal camera, as well as training um, and courses. Um, so, yeah, what we do now is we provide, um, I suppose, three types of service. One, we do a lot of consulting with builders and clients um, who are undertaking uh, a high-performance build, being able to advise them on how to get those details right. Um, and the second would be testing existing homes to see, you know, how leaky they are and then providing some commentary on how they could uh, improve um, the efficiency of the home and, and just make the home more comfortable. Um, and lastly, yeah, we do the as-built verification of an energy rating, um, which is one of the big things that may be coming into effect in the near future. Oh, let's, let's just get right into that. We can get back to all the other stuff that we did last year later on, because that's the juicy and the interesting bit. Um, what are the changes that are going to come next year? Well, this has probably been the most significant change to our National Construction Code to date, uh, especially around energy efficiency provisions. Um, but I'll start uh, I'll start with a few other ones that are, are probably, they've been around for a while. So there's one about livable housing. So this is about uh, aging in place. So Australia has um, oh, the baby boomers, <laughs> as, they're, as they're formerly known in Australia. Um, they're all getting to a, an age now where they probably want to remain in their home. Um, for longer rather than maybe have to go into an aged care facility or such. And to do that, they just need a little bit of assistance. So this um, this guideline or that well, was a guideline um, had been in effect for some years. Um, they've now adopted the silver level of this into the National Construction Code. And it's about things such as step-free entries, um, provision to be able to fit off handrails, larger circulation space in toilets and bathrooms. So that's one of the really big changes. And um, 
but I say that is one of the biggest because it also has a slight cost increase to do some of these things comparative to say how some homes are built currently. Mm-hmm. Um, other things such as condensation management, really great to see, um, you know, better uh, enforcement around that. So yeah. things such as uh, where the truss heel and the external wall meet now, we'll say, for example, need to have a bit of a baffle to allow airflow um, over the top and, and amongst other things, drainage cavities and ventilated cavities. Probably nothing new to some of our listeners and what we do. That's pretty uh, pretty much in a staple. Um, and then the big one that everyone's talking about is that increase to seven stars. So this has, uh, along with the livability uh, guideline um, adoption, has been pushed to October 2023 um, before it's mandatory. So they're giving us a grace period. Um, but the seven star uh, increase is... Yeah, it's what we've all been wanting for a long time. It's been a long time coming and here it is. Um, And what I think it's going to see happening a lot more is thermal or energy rating assessments done very early in the design process um, rather than maybe the compliance check that it's currently being used at by most at the very end of uh, the design phase or when the construction documentation and engineering and everything's done. Um, That's just not going to cut it for a lot now. They're going to have to get in there very early. That's super, super exciting news. I still, I, I keep having to bring up some like anecdotes out of my own surroundings um, because that always helps me personally to understand and maybe some listeners as well. Um, I live in a rental unit in a townhouse that we were the first people to move in here. It was constructed, I believe in 2020, just or finished during COVID. There's still a lot of, it's a development happening uh, in the West of Melbourne and there's still a lot of houses being built here. And the amount of defects I found in this house, especially when it comes to thermal performance, is insane. It would have been built to the current six star, um, six stars that are in the in the building code. And because you mentioned condensation, we've had so many issues. We actually have water damage um, that's happened here. We've had issue with the door not being sealed correctly. So when it was raining, we had a literally a puddle forming on the inside under the door because there was water coming through and we had to call um call a, a tradie for that in and our the bathroom um ex, uh, what's the i'm missing the word now the um, extractor vents are not performing in a way they should so we are starting to have some mold issues which is um very unfortunate and the number one thing for me what they've done in this development probably due to pricing at the time is they've used um, steel frames so instead of the normal you know wooden frames that they put up they've used steel and there's actually a building across the road happening right now where you can see it and I I will have to take some pictures um, and post it in our story so people can see or include it on the landing page for this podcast Um, and then on some cold mornings you can see it on the outside of the building you can see where the trusses are where the steel trusses are because there's condensation forming there and yeah it just all of these little details just speak to how yeah thermally uncomfortable this home is even though it is matching the six stars and I've actually just had a friend from Germany come over unfortunately for her in the most horrific spring weather we've ever had like massive rain and just cold was hailing the other day and yeah she was just saying how cold it was in our house and how um, you you walk in from the outside and it's just unfortunately it's also I think it's facing 
I think it's facing west. Um, so no solar gain happening downstairs either. So there's a lot of stuff that went wrong in this particular build, even though it is code build and it is six stars. So yeah, very exciting to see that finally there'll be some changes to that and there'll be a seven star increasing increasement happening very soon. I think that's just so relatable to so many people. They're probably sitting there going, I have a leak. I have, I'm yeah. cold. Um, I've seen, I've, visited and seen the uh, construction site you're referring to and it's a perfect example of why we you, you would not be able to get that through now with the new uh, construction code adoption so those steel frames would need to have a thermal break of some description probably a insulate thin insulated uh, permeable um, blanket on the outside or such as air cell um, and to, to stop that from occurring and in this case it's also direct fix as well so it would it would most likely have to have a ventilated cavity on that wall system in that climate zone. So good to know that uh, things are improving there as well. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's really comforting to know. Um, another thing that's very comforting to me is to see that um, the energy rating softwares we've talked about in a previous episode, the NetHer software, um, and other software out there, um, they are improving as well. So they're putting out an update, and there's some very exciting new. Um, new functionality built into that that allows us to do a little bit more with what we do in our construction details. Can you explain that a little bit? Mm. Yeah, so nothing nothing new to anyone who's uh, using PHPP. Um, you know, there's even some new climate data in, introduced in there as well and a new update for those who are interested in, in Passive House Planning Package. But for NatHERS uh, software, there's a significant amount of change. Um, we were presented with some example certificates from First Rate 5. Um, and on, in that certificate, it now has an as-built verification checklist. Although it's not, uh, it's voluntary, it's there now. Now, that's a good indication for me because that means that at some point in the near future, as-built verification is very likely to become mandatory, um, which is fantastic. And for those who are interested, a quick Google search, or maybe we can put a link into the um, the show notes of what that first-rate five example certificate looks like. Um, And you can also present that to your designers or builder and say, hey, I want to do this. Can we do it? Um, And it's there for you to do now. So that's great. Um, another thing, I'm going to jump back to the air tightness um, aspect. We are we are using um, Hero personally in the office here on our concept designs to help us in the designing process and understanding you know how to get those best outcomes. Um, but as part of that, yeah, we've that's a software that. as well. Just to explain to people who haven't. We're not just, we're, we, we do consider ourselves heroes <laughs> sometimes, but Hero is the name of a software um, that, yeah, basically allows us to do the energy rating assessment. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, um, we think it's just so critical now that you must do that and is it, and we adopted it ourselves, but uh, it does have the ability in this software, her software to energy rating software to input a blower door result. So <laughs> we have, so of exciting. course, been- yeah, it was a massive deal for me um, because I wanted to see where it assumes air tightness levels. I wanted to see what's going to passive house air tightness levels of 0.6 air changes an hour at 50 pascal would put us. Now, we've seen up to a 0.6 star increase on certain designs um, by inputting that 0.6 air changes. Um, yeah, anything from sort of 0. 0.4, uh, 0.2, three to 0.5 is most common, but there's definitely an increase in there. And we also have the ability to input it. 
I have been told that that will become something that will be um, available in come October 2023 for all software packages. So keep an eye on that and, and reach out to your energy raters and just ask them to see if it's available for you because now you can go and get a blower door done um, on your home and then you can get that result and go back to your energy rater and see if your star rating has increased. So I recommend everyone has that conversation or, or reaches out to their energy rater. And if you weren't certain who that was, reach out to your builder and see if they can get you in contact with them um, to, to try that out. And then give us a call or anyone else out there offering a blower door service and, and have your home tested because it could be performing better than you uh, initially yeah. thought on paper. Um, it's also uh, likely to become a mandatory thing. Um, if we look at around the world, everyone is blower dooring. It's a mandatory thing requirement, blower dooring uh, buildings and determining what the um, air tightness factor is of that home. And Australia, it's all leading towards having that become mandatory. And let's see, I think 2025 NCC release, I think we may find that lower door tests will become mandatory for all buildings. Just just my thoughts. Yeah. Um, yeah, which would be exactly what we've been pushing for. So <laughs> um, amongst others out there, yeah. Uh, and then the other big thing is new climate data for NatHERS software as well. So this has been very significant. Um, for those who are concerned about trying to achieve seven-star energy ratings, so far our very preliminary uh, tests have indicated that this climate data um, is probably going to benefit most in a big way on improving their energy rating or star rating. Um, I know with Bendigo, we really do border on about three different climate zones under the National Construction Code, and mm -hmm. Bendigo is known to fluctuate a lot. Um, you know, we we have uh, everything from a, a six, um, a seven, and a five, um, all just around us, and they can fluctuate. So, we've been using Ballarat's climate um, under our assessments for some time, and I'd like to, yeah, and, and that's looking likely that that's going to be now its own new climate data will be more applicable to what we have um, and therefore probably see a better results. Um, I know I often see a very significant difference between assessing under Ballarat and say Melbourne's climate zone in uh, energy ratings and, e and even PHPP as well. So climate's everything. <laughs> yeah, we've had a fun date uh, or day um, of playing around with the different um, climate data that is now like adapted in the new version when we were trialing it out and also inputting the different blow door results and just seeing how the star rating changes and seeing how it affects it at the end of the day. And that was just so interesting to see and very apparent how important climate zone is. So very cool to see that they're adapting it, that they're breaking it down a little bit more and it's now, yeah, you can you can be more detailed in your assessment um, by putting in where you actually live. So very happy about these changes. And just so everyone understands, we're doing that um, in-house. We're still working with an energy rating assessor who's accredited and who's um, at the end of the day issuing the final, the official energy rating that you need um, to yeah, pass, pass all your permits and start construction. Um, but we're doing that in-house to see if our design um, if our design details are working, if what we're coming up with on paper is actually, you know, providing the performance that we want. So, yeah, and also, <laughs> if I might say so, there's some nerds in the office that really enjoy the building science and the facts <laughs> side of things. So, yeah, that's been a lot of fun and very insightful for us as well. So we'll definitely keep continuing to do that and just have that preliminary assessment done and give us a little bit of an, a direction if what we're doing is working. Yeah, and 
Another big thing that happened, well, that was specifically for us, but it kind of goes hand in hand with what we just talked about with the performance and the research side of things and, and the update to Seven Stars is we had our very first um, open house. That's very exciting for us. I think you've heard us talk about the hybrid home methodology before and we're finally able to show the real life version of it because we have one of our projects currently um, under construction with uh, David from EcoWise Homes, um, the builder that w has been on before and probably will be on again. And we just, yeah, we love David. And um, we've been documenting that build. So keep an eye out for, for more to come on that one. I know we've given some sneak peeks here and there. And then um, we had a first open house. So opening the doors um, to show what the hybrid home methodology is all about, actually doing a live blower door test and had an amazing result of 0.45 air changes so even under passive house standard which we're very happy with um can you maybe just explain quickly what it is that makes that project and the hybrid home so special yeah the biggest thing for the hybrid home methodology is that um we don't work off of some set specification um for every single project like it's very much climate driven site driven budget driven um, but we always think that we can do better. There's always something. Um, air tightness is such, it can be can be considered and achieved for very affordable amounts um, or it's very economical to, to do. And we've been able to, uh, I guess, showcase and, and, and then verify that in the Littleton Street um, project. And, um, you know, that, that was such a milestone for us to be able to say like, look, this is what we've been working towards. And then when we blow toward it and got that result, which um, yeah, it was uh, the 0.48, sorry, um, air changes an hour at 50 Pascal. We were, it was a very, um, yeah, smiles all around. So that's been, um, that's been a really, really exciting time for us. Um, other aspects of, of that, I suppose, uh, that it can be, um, it can be applied to almost any situation. So as I mentioned, budget's a big factor. So if budget doesn't allow for, um, you know, that the specifications for that example, that project, we, you can you can just do the best you can do. So just working within what you can, what you have available. So that's, um, that's a big part of it. But the other thing too, that we were able to do is test out a few different systems that probably haven't really been done a great deal in Australia. So in particular, um, we focused on taping the external wrap a little bit more, but then t at the top plate uh, where it meets the ceiling line inside, we, we transferred our airtight layer in using um, some plywood. So we were able to stick a bit of plywood on the top plate of the wall frame and then the trusses on top. And then we were able to, from the external wrap, tape to that uh, plywood and then move inside and then fix our plaster ceiling to that plywood. Mm -hmm. Now, there are two ceilings in this project. Um, there's one at plaster at 2.7 meters, and then we lowered the ceiling underneath. So that's our airtight layer at 2.7. Then we lowered the ceiling underneath that to 2530 um, using offcuts of the 140 millimeter studs um, blocks. And we were able to then keep our HRV, our heat recovery ventilation system or continuous mechanical ventilation, um, ductwork inside that airtight and thermal layer. So Lots of details, as you said, we've been documenting it heavily. Uh, some of this may be sort of flying over people's heads, but um, sure enough, there'll be some visuals to, to check that out and see. So that's the first time that um, we are aware of that someone may have done that in Australia, or very few have done in Australia. So as we said, the results, the proof's in the pudding. The results were um, 
phenomenal. Um, so yeah, that's been a really economical way to get to air tightness very quickly because um, labor does come into play. So that's yeah, a big tick from us and uh, look forward to um, yeah, showcasing more of that and maybe sharing some more details and how we're achieving these things. Um, yeah, moving forward. Yeah, that's a really good segue into the next big announcement or something that we've been working on for, I think it's almost over a year now, um, which is a course, a course describing our hybrid home methodology. You just said we have heaps of visuals and all of these details that kind of explain how you can get to that performance level without having that big cost outlay that maybe a passive house or the certification process has um, and using kind of standard building techniques to still achieve a really high and good performance for your home. And that's what we're working on at the moment. We're in the last stages um, of the course. Super exciting. It's one of the passion projects that Anthony and I have been working on for so long. And um, we're hoping to get it to you um, come the new year, start of next year. So basically what it will be is it's an, a video-based online course with a lot of documentation and visuals and real-life examples. So being on con construction site and talking through these details and explaining what it is that we're doing following these principles that we've set um, for the hybrid home and explaining what you can do for your house or your renovation or for your project, whatever you're working on, to get it up to the performance you want it to be without having to invest that much money and just shining some light on like the research behind it, the, the data that's built into this methodology. Um, so yeah, that'll be a course that'll be available to purchase um, via our website. We will put links and everything out um, on our socials whenever the time has come to finally release it. Um, as I said, we've been working on this for a long time. So it's it's a big, 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 big step for us um, to put that out there. But we love working on it. We love exploring these methodologies and learning ourselves and continuously proving that what we come up with um, is actually performing. So we don't just want to, you know, um, preach and and talk about the designs that we're doing on paper we actually want to see it um really yeah assessed and and held ourselves accountable that what we're doing is actually working so that's going to be a big thing for us um yeah we will we will definitely let you know when, once that's finally available exactly and that's part of the the hybrid home methodology right is that it has to have it has to be um, tested as built. So I will mention that that is one thing that we, is part of that methodology is that test it um, to make sure that you know when it's constructed that it's doing what it should be doing um, on paper. So um, it's yeah, it's been it's been amazing. Like creating this course um, has just been a, a, such an amazing experience for us. It's allowed us to um, share that with others. Uh, the, we get a lot of questions from people, um, you know, how can we do this or how can we help um, educate our, our team, our builder or our designer um, on these things? And with this course, you'll be able to, one, learn yourself um, by taking the course and two, share that information with your designer and, and your builder and, um, you know, help them out and assist them. The details will be there, the understanding's there. Maybe they want to take the course themselves as well just to do a bit of upskilling. So. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of catered to both industry professionals who are looking to explore other techniques or new options of adding some more scientific basis to their building methodology, but also people who want to build their own home, who want to renovate like DIY builders, people who are planning on constructing a home in the future and just want to make sure that, you know, they have enough knowledge that they can communicate with their building team and find the right designer. We even have some um, visuals and documentation in there that you can literally print out and take 
or just show <laughs> saving some paper, yeah. um, show it on your laptop or your tablet to your your building team and say, look, this is what you could do to, for example, install a window and make sure that it's sealed and airtight. Um, and it's yeah, very very easy documentation or as easy as possible to make sure that everyone, not only people who have been upskilling in the realm of or in the area of high performance can actually achieve this. So that's, yeah, that's the thought behind it too, keeping it affordable, keeping it easy and educating ourselves. So it's been a learning process for us as well, which is why it's been taking so long. We keep, you know, looking back at it and going over it. So it's a work in progress, but yeah, that is very exciting. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll hint at the fact that there'll be a, a support group is for any of those who do uh, take uh, the course um, and we are there to always uh, improve it. So yeah, that will allow you to reach, get, I suppose, have access to us and our, and our network and our team um, for that ongoing support as well. Um, yeah. And also feedback. So if you do want anything, if you feel there's anything missing in there, you'll get the opportunity to to yes. get that as well. So exactly, we're all learning here. So yeah, let's work together. I think that's one of the big things that we've discovered um, this year as well. Just how much fun it is to work with other people and to share knowledge, and yeah, just getting better by working together. Um, another thing that's yeah going to be happening or next year, and now the focus we will still be setting is we're going to work on additional solutions for the building science like for our research department so that's definitely going to continue to be a big focus point and just you know continuously trying to be trying to be verifying what we're designing what we're building as much as possible we're also looking at potentially offering a few products that could help you um, improve the performance of an existing home so for people who might not be able to build something new but want an affordable small solution for for a small problem in their home um we're looking into that because as i said affordability is a huge factor high performance should not just be something that's affordable or available to people who have a lot of money it should be available to everyone so we're looking into that as well and yeah something else i want to shout out and, and give a mention to is that um within our team the outlier team, which is, I'm just going to name everyone to give everyone a little shout out. Um, so obviously, Anthony, you, you know him. He's kind of the head and the founder of, of our business. And I take care of the um, marketing side of things and, and any business development stuff that we're looking at. Um, but we have a massive team in the background who, who do great work um, with the building design and, and performance. So we've set Brett, who's um, taking care of our great imagery that you can see on our socials and who's also part of the research team. So he's performing blower doors and is assisting with all of the building science aspect of things. Then we have Heidi, who's our lovely building designer, and uh, Evangelia as well. So the two of them are taking care of providing these beautiful designs and working with our clients very closely. And we also have Harvest, who's our interior designer. So she's in charge of anything interior and yeah providing gorgeous designs as well I must say um so these are the people kind of behind um outlier and yeah something that we've focused on as well is that kind of everyone has or 
their own personality, of course, and everyone has their own passion projects, as we like to call them, that they're working on. And a big thing for us has been um, Evangelia's passive, pro uh, pa uh, not passive, <laughs> passion project, um, which is waste management. And our last episode, if you've listened to it, um, was all around that topic because of her prompt. So she's very passionate about recycling. We've established a waste management plan for our own office in-house as well. And yeah, it's becoming more and more of a topic for building sites, making sure that we recycle and find ways to reuse what we're using and not just chuck it out. Um, so that's been a, a big thing as well and something we definitely want to encourage everyone to look into and that we're going to be working on with our builders and with our team further down the future as well. That's been a really big one. I did. I just want to add to, I just noticed that um, with the fallout of all the soft plastics for anyone who's local to us at the moment, um, that uh, we have got a connection with um, Rob from Tiger Bins, um, who was on that podcast previously. Just if anyone wants to get in contact about disposing of your soft plastics, we have a um, we have a collection happening at the moment to give to Rob, and um, yeah, that then gets sent to Melbourne and uh, recycled, and then returned to Benigo to be used in paving and asphalt and etc. Around the area. So, um, also note that the council are underway with uh, creating their own one at the moment as we move to a circular economy up here. So, yeah, that's overdue and very exciting at the same time so there's a lot of stuff happening and a lot of things moving and as I said something that we subscribe to at Outlier is just continuous learning um, we never stop learning and looking into new aspects of the whole the building and design side of things so um, yeah we're always happy to have input from everyone around us as well and like you know if you have feedback or other things that you want us to focus on a little bit more in this podcast or in general um we're yeah as I said collaborating and working together is such a such a blessing and it's just going to make us all better so that's definitely something we look forward to which is also why um, we'll definitely continue with this podcast this is actually our um, anniversary episode I think we've been doing this for pretty much a year now and I think it's fair to say we like it <laughs> we we do enjoy it it's again it's beneficial for ourselves because we learn and it's One thing that always gets me is I get excited about um, other people being excited about things. So sharing a passion and sharing information and just, yeah, showcasing what you're doing. I think it's such a beautiful aspect of working together, um, even if you're not within a team, but, you know, you're in the same industry. We're all on the same planet. So it's definitely important to keep doing that so yeah we will continue the podcast it might get a little bit of an upgrade here and there um and yeah maybe the last thing to mention for next year is also we are currently working with a amazing designer who is helping us to give outlier a little bit of a new look it's not going to be massively different um, but just refining it um having a little bit more of a purposeful way to communicate what it is that we're doing and yeah she's doing an ama absolutely amazing job um at working with us so we'll definitely give her a shout out whenever we have something to show for but that's something um yeah that's happening behind the scenes as well and that'll come to you next year well fantastic i just want to say thank you to uh to the team as well as you've just uh, mentioned everyone um and thank you to our clients for your ongoing support this year it's um we have some absolutely phenomenal homes and uh in the mix and uh yeah we really look forward to taking that into the new year um wish everyone a, a safe and uh happy um break over over christmas and uh yeah look forward to uh to yeah talking again uh next year nothing more i can add there 
Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for yeah following our journey, and we'll talk to you in the new year. Thank you for listening to the Outlier Podcast. You can find helpful links and contact information regarding this episode in our show notes and on our website, outlierstudio.com.au/podcast. If you like our show, please leave a review on Spotify or Apple Podcast, and make sure you subscribe to never miss a new episode. If you have further questions for us or want to share some additional feedback, please feel free to send us a message on Instagram or Facebook. Until next time on the Outlier Podcast.